0: You're listening to Bethany Radio. Our content is available on iTunes or online at BethanyRabbleLeroy.com. Well, good morning again, everyone. Um, Pastor Mike. me to share today as we finish up looking at the Constitution and getting through the the Church Finances article of it. Uh, Before we dive into that, though, there were a couple more questions that we received from the uh, Constitution box this last week that we just wanted to address quick. Um, The first one is just, will a non-member and or visitor be able to partake in the Lord's Supper, or will it be encouraged to members only? Um, so here at bethany we 've always had the the open uh, communion take that as long as you 're a, a believer in Christ, you confess him as Lord that uh, you 're more than welcome to partake in the lord 's Supper and that uh, would not change we 'll still have the the open communion for whoever you know confesses Christ as their their savior. Uh, the second question that we had is can a non member spouse of a member have a burial service at Bethany Bible Church. Um, when it comes to you know the burial services here, membership is not going to be a criteria that is looked at as far as you know who can or could not have a service here. So uh, I guess I would just say don't worry about that as one of the criteria when it comes to the services here. Um, Again, we appreciate those taking the time to submit their questions. Um, even though today is the, the last day of actually you know, anybody sharing up here on the Constitution, we've still got time between now and the annual uh, meeting to continue to ask those questions, put them in the box, grab one of the elders or Pastor Mike and, and share your questions. So um, continue to do those as you have them. So again, um, <clears throat> just looking at Article 12 here, we're getting into the church finances. Um, obviously, we see it as a, an important enough piece that we want to include it in the Constitution. So really today is, why is it there? And I'm going to um, just start by reading the, the section out of the Constitution that has to do with the finances. And then we'll dive into, just from a biblical perspective, um, why is it that we're, we're called to give and why is it such a big deal? So it is understood that membership in Bethany Bible Church involves financial obligations to support the church and its ministries with regular and proportionate giving. Therefore, each member will be encouraged in scriptural giving. All offerings will be to the general fund of Bethany Bible Church and will be disseminated by the treasurer to the previously determined accounts. Special offerings may be received with the approval of the elders. Designated gifts will be received only at the discretion of the elders. So as I was thinking about just what to share today with this, um, the first thing that I wanted to make sure came across is by no means is this intended to be an indictment or a a, a call to give more here at the church Uh, in the goodness, eight, nine years that we've been coming. um, Giving has never been an issue here. Uh, The church has always been blessed to be able to meet their needs and obligations and all of that. So uh, by no means here does that. This is just trying to look at from a biblical perspective, um, why are we giving in the first place? Why is it such a big deal? So that's my intention today, is to look at, just from a biblical standpoint, where does it even say that we should give, Um, why do we give, and then uh, how are we to give. So those are kind of the big three things that I want to look at today. And then we'll just wrap up after that. So um, I'm going to start in Deuteronomy 26, 1-11, is what I took as just a good starting point for the call to actually give. As I was going through this, I found there's many places that we could point to a tithe. But I was actually looking for kind of a a description on why we do it and when did it uh, come about. So, Deuteronomy 26. Then it shall be when you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance... And you possess it and live in it, that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you bring in from your land that the Lord your God gives you, and you shall put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to establish his name. You shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, I declare this day to the Lord my God that I have entered the land which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. You shall answer and say before the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down to Egypt and sojourned there, few in number. But there he became a great, mighty, and populous nation. And the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us and imposed hard labor on us. Then we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction and our toil and our oppression. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm and with great terror and with signs and wonders. And he has brought us to this place and he has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now behold, I have brought the first of the produce of the ground which you, O Lord, have given me. And you shall set it down before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. And you and the Levite and the alien who is among you shall rejoice in all the good which the Lord your God has given you and your household. So again, just from here we can see uh, we've got the call to set aside the first um, and the best of all the produce for the Lord. So it's not just peeling off the last little bit that you've got left over, it's giving Him the first fruits, uh, the best of the best, as a way of saying, Lord, this is yours. Everything we have is from you. Um, we are completely dependent upon you. Uh, the most commonly referred to or the name commonly referred to this is the tithe. Um, The definition of the tithe is just a tenth. And I always appreciate Dave up here as he's praying for the offering, uh, giving us both the tithes and the offerings. Uh, Because the tithe is kind of that that bar that we're striving for is the tenth. Anything that we do above and beyond that is our offerings. That's extra giving that we want to do for the Lord. Um, so that's above and beyond so really that's just setting the stage uh, the bulk of the time here and this may be a short one so um, we'll see how quickly i get through all of this it's just why do we give um, we see the command here so obviously that's one reason the lord told us to do it uh, but why else what else happens when we're giving So you don't need to turn with me, but just uh, Genesis 1, 26 and 27 I thought was a very good reason for why we give. And it says, "...then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in His own image." In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. So, really, why do we give? Because God is a giver, and we're made in His image, so we're called to do the to be like God in that that manner as well. Um, we've already heard it referenced many times this morning of the nature of God and His giving. Uh, we're in the the best season right now to see that of Christmas. And the best gift that God ever gave was His Son coming to this, this world in the manger as as that baby um, to ultimately die on the cross for our sins and give us that gift of salvation. Um, so sharing that, that giving characteristic of God is what we're called to do then as well. Uh, we are to give. And the more we do it, um, just the more the more natural it becomes for us. Um, another just simple verse that we're all well familiar with as far as um, the giving nature of God is John 3.16. Um, ties in well, I, I believe, with this this um, Christmas season again too. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son uh, so that whoever shall believe in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Again, we just see that that giving nature in, in God coming through. And um, we need to let that that giving nature in us come through as well. Um, I shared the more we do it, the more natural it becomes. Uh, the job that I have, one of the, the cool things that I think about it is It gives me the opportunity to give, and it gives me the opportunity to encourage others to give. Now, when I started a couple years ago, it was a little tough finding ways to give, Um, but the more that I was able to do that, just the more natural it became. So that it's you're looking, you're seeing opportunities without even looking for them anymore. And same thing, the more that we're giving just the more natural it becomes, the more opportunities that we see to give. Now obviously, we're talking about finances here today in the Constitution, but it can be completely um, outside of the finances. It can be giving of our time. It can be giving of um, just the abilities that, that God has given us. And the more and more we do it, just the more we're doing what God has created us to do and to be. Another reason why... We're, why we should give why we 're called to give is in proverbs three nine we 're to honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce is what it says there so it's a way that we 're honoring god it's it's our way of um, they're they're tying together here we honor him and we worship him when it comes to our giving um, Again, this is a perfect time to pull these together. We see at the Christmas season um, the gift that God gives of His his Son in the manger. And right away, just within a couple of chapters of that, we see the wise men coming to worship, coming to give their gifts um, to God because they know how special that child is. And... um, it's easy, I think, sometimes um, during the church service here when it comes to the worshiping. Um, we have the first half where we sing. We have the second half where we have the uh, the message shared. And in between, our intermission is the offering. Um, thankfully, uh, again, I appreciate Dave when he prays and when he gets us ready for it. it, it just reminding, it is another form of worship that we're doing. It's not just a a habitual uh, tradition or ritual that we do, but it is another form of worship that we get to take before our Lord as a way of saying thank you. And another big thing that I feel like it does is it just shows our dependence upon God. And this one I will have you turn with me. We'll go back to Deuteronomy again. And this is going to be out of chapter 8. It's a little bit longer, but again, I just want to make sure we've kind of set the stage. Um, the big concern I had going through this was not just cherry-picking a verse here or there. Because when you do that, you can make basically anything fit what you want it to fit. But I wanted to make sure we had the full context with it. So, uh, Deuteronomy 8, 7-20. through 20. And this is as the, the Israelites are getting ready to take over the land uh, that God has promised them. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land where you will eat food without scarcity, in which you will not lack anything, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are satisfied, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which He has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments and His ordinances and His statutes statutes sorry which I am commanding you today. Otherwise, when you have eaten and are satisfied and have built good houses and lived in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and gold multiply, and all that you have multiplies, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. He led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water. He brought water for you out of the rock of Flint. In the wilderness He fed you manna which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good for you in the end. Otherwise, you may say in your heart, My power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. It shall come about, if you ever forget the Lord your God, and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you today that you will surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so you shall perish, because you would not listen to the voice of the Lord your God. And really, 17 and 18, they are the the big ones. Coming... Becoming proud in our own hearts, it was my power and my strength, um, and my hand that gave me this wealth. So it's just uh, a way of humbling ourselves before the Lord, and just saying, Lord, this everything we have is from you. Nothing that we have done has given us this this wealth that we have, this food that we have, this house over our heads. It is all a good and. Um, Perfect gift from the Lord. And, and finally, um, the last reason why I would say that that we're called to give um, a, again is to further God's kingdom. We hear that each week. Take these tithes and offerings to do your work to further your kingdom. Um, so we're called to spread the gospel. You know, it, when we hear that, we think you know, going out into all the corners of the, the world, which we are. Um, so we're able to support our missionaries that, that we support here in the church. But it's from a more localized standpoint as well. We're able to you know, send our own out from the church here to do different um, service projects or uh, just different work that we see available um, through these tithes and offerings that we give the Lord. And then we, we're also called to help the widows and the orphans it is another big thing that allows us to do um you know if if we 're not taking care of them again we 're missing part of what the the gospel is is calling us to do, and without having those those funds available we 're not able to do any of that and uh, again, just the the reference points for these you know the great commission we see at the end of matthew twenty eight and then the um the call to honor the widows in first Timothy five would be the two I would point to on those. Um, so it 's not just coming across as my own opinion or um, my limited uh knowledge that I have so just uh to, to wrap up then, how are we to give uh second Corinthians, I think gives us the um, structure if you will if uh, of how it's to look like when we 're to give so second corinthians nine six through fifteen now this I say. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. As it is written... He scattered abroad, He gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. Because of the proof given by this ministry, they will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of the Gospel of Christ and for the liberality of your contribution to them and to all, while they also, by prayer on your behalf, yearn for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. So how are we giving? We're giving with a, a cheerful heart. We're doing it as a way of uh, again, worship, as a way of showing our gratitude. It's not a, um, I have to do this because it's what we've always done. Uh, it's not, well, this is one of those things I need to check off the list if I want to be a good Christian. It's our way of giving back to the Lord, showing our our gratitude, showing just the, the joy that we have for Him. Um, you know, when I think of this is the way that we've always done it, uh, the story comes to my mind of um, preparing the Christmas ham, and you hear about the the one daughter who's doing it and you know getting it ready, chops off a good chunk of the end, sticks it in her pan, and her daughter looks at her and goes, "Well, mom, why did you do that? Why did you cut off that part of the ham?" Well, my mom did it. Well, why did she do it? I don't know. Let's call her and let's ask. All right, ring up mom. Well, mom, why, why did you always cut that off? Well, it's because what's what my mom did. Well, do you know why she did it? I have no idea. Let's call her up. Again, ring-a-ling, grandma, you always cut the end of the ham off when you were preparing it. Why did you do that? We're trying to figure this out. She just over the phone goes, well, I don't know about you guys, but it wouldn't fit in my pan unless I cut it off. And so, point of that, just we don't do it just because it's the thing we're supposed to do. We do it because it's our way of worshiping the Lord and just giving back what's, what is ultimately His to begin with and just showing our dependence upon Him. And if we're not giving, you know, we're missing out on that great gift and that great opportunity we have to be giving and to just... Um, experiencing all that Christ has for us through that, that aspect of His characteristics which in turn are, are in us. Um, so I know that's, that's section 12 here. We do have one more for those that are following along in the Constitution. Um, we're not going to spend much more time on this than just me reading it so that we can say it has all been read. So uh, amend, article 13 here deals with the amendments. The statement of faith and church constitution may be amended by a two thirds vote of members or two thirds vote of members present and voting at a members' meeting, provided the amendment has been offered to church members in writing and has been announced at church services two successive Sundays prior to such a vote. Again, not going to go into detail on that at all, other than just to say we've now worked through all of the the Constitution. We're done (laughs) uh, with this part of it. But we're not done as it comes to the work uh, of the Constitution. So um, between now and the annual meeting, just encourage everybody prayerful consideration when it comes to the Constitution and the vote that's coming up. Um, You know, a lot of, Long hours, a lot of years have been spent on putting this together. Uh, the desire again is to be doing um, the Lord's work and what He is calling us to do. So just, um, yeah, between now and then, if you have questions, please let us know. Uh, please be in prayerful consideration for the vote, and just remember it at the annual meeting. Um, the logistics of it, I think we'll we'll figure that out more as we get closer and we'll, we'll keep you guys informed on that. So um, please pray with me as we conclude this. Heavenly Father, we just um, thank You again for Your Word that we are able to dive into, that we can get Your instruction and Your perfect leading to how we should live our lives, Lord. Um, we thank You that... We are not dependent upon somebody else reading the Bible to us, but that You have made Your Word just so available that um, many of us have multiple Bibles at home. We have it available on our, at a touch of a button now on our phones, Lord, and on, online. We, we just thank You for providing that to us, Lord, and pray that You would just continue to work in us and through us through Your Word. Thank You for the opportunity today just to um, see what You have to say about the financial aspect of why we give and how You use it to further Your kingdom here um, through this local body known as Your church, Lord. Uh, Just pray for each and every one who is here that Your Word would uh, move in their hearts and in their minds and that ultimately we would be drawn closer to You so that we can worship You more fully and just give You the honor and the glory that You are worthy of. Pray all of these things in Your name. Amen.